Hi, everyone. Yep, it's TYP. Well, uh, for those of you who listen to RFN, uh, you know that uh, someone talking before uh, the intro music begins means something something bad happened. And, uh, well, uh, don't worry, it's nothing got lost or or into the void like uh, sometimes does happen with uh, podcasts. Uh, there were two notable blunders that I, I noticed for this episode uh, after uh, I had recorded it. Um, first off, um, somehow, and, and I'm ashamed to say this, uh, I managed to use a game that has already been used. So, uh, one of the games this evening, uh, has already been used on, on a radio trivia podcast edition before. And, uh, I pride myself on, on not doing that, uh, unless it's some sort of special. So I, I apologize for that. Uh, secondly, uh, I misread uh, Eric's listener request and therefore chose a, a game that was different from the one that he had requested for this episode. So uh, I also want to uh, send out an apology to to uh, Eric from Minnesota for uh, mangling his uh, request and, and also, as you'll see, thereby somewhat invalidating the, uh, the theme for this night's uh, episode of Radio Trivia. But uh, please enjoy anyway. Um, it's still a, a fun, if slightly offbeat, episode. Uh, please enjoy. My friends, thank you for joining us for this beautiful Okinawan afternoon for the 42nd episode of Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. <clears throat> My friends, the listeners have spoken, and they have spoken clearly. A little while ago, I had the honor of calling up Features Editor James Jones to congratulate him. Please, please. <laughs> to congratulate him on his becoming selected for the next co-host of a podcast we both love. <clears throat> and the listeners have told me that what they want to hear, and so they shall have it. To those who have wrongly believed they have no influence on the selection of games for this podcast, I tell you this. All five games from this episode have been chosen by you, the listener. All right, enough of this. <clears throat> well done, sir. So, all right, thank you. Um, so, yeah, welcome. Uh, James James is our co-host, as, as, I, as, I, uh, as uh, Senator McCain so kindly said. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone got that reference. I got but, uh, it. It wasn't the voice. <laughs> yeah, the voice sucks. <laughs> uh, I should have just said it normally. I'm used to Johnny's impersonation, so that was great by comparison. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'll probably hate that while I'm editing, but... um. Anyway, uh, it's episode 42, and uh, I decided, uh, got so many listener requests, especially after asking uh, last episode, which was, I guess, three weeks ago. I, I apologize. I I was really sick last weekend. I was planning on recording with uh, with James Charlton, but I just sore throat, and it just went downhill from there. So um, I think I still have a little bit of congestion in my voice. I, I don't know, but um, I can certainly host, so... Uh, thank you. Actually, James Charlton is, is sick this weekend, so I guess whatever's <laughs> going around in Okinawa made it to Tokyo, so, um, so James, James Jones is here instead, the other yes. James. 
the second and, uh, James. Right, and uh, I, I know there's kind of a backlog on Arkman, so hopefully this isn't taking up too much of your time. Yeah, we're, we're um, basically caught up now. Okay, good. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, something else I wanted to say before we get get too far is that uh, we finally have Radio Trivia listed in iTunes. And so, uh, if you're a regular listener and, and you haven't added this feed to uh, iTunes manually or whatever your your feed of choices or your RSS reader of choices, whatever you would call it. What do you call it? Podcast reader of choice? I, I, um, feed reader. I just, you know, yeah. Whatever. A- anyway, uh, if you use iTunes, please do subscribe through the iTunes store. Um, you can either search in the iTunes store for Nintendo World Report. Or you can find um, a link to it on our on the Radio Trivia main page, and probably the story page too. Um, so p- please do subscribe uh, if you use iTunes. Um, it'll help raise visibility. If you like the podcast, if you're a fan of it, uh, reviews are, are much appreciated, or just ratings in iTunes because uh, right now it's pretty hard to find our podcast because it was just added. So um, yeah, I mean, if, if you have RFN listed through iTunes Store, do the same for. Uh, this podcast and hopefully it'll start showing that as like other podcasts but um I don't know I guess I can't expect too much I think I have all like five listeners <laughs> so <laughs> I'll add it but, after uh, I'm done yeah so um that's that's pretty much all I wanted to say if you hate the show I'd, I'd appreciate if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all uh, <laughs> you know don't, don't write a review saying Wow, that center making impression was horrible. This show shouldn't be on the air. Um, actually, don't even mention that at all because I probably aren't supposed to even doing that. It's a, no political stuff, but I I wanted to do it. <laughs> I don't know why. You get delisted um, after one episode. <laughs> I, I don't think. I think it's our own rule. It's not iTunes rule. <laughs> but uh, like I said, all five uh, all five games selected our listener requests, and I, I still have. A few more, so uh, please do send them. Don't think that oh well, you know he's not going to use mine because uh, one reason I'm doing this is to burn through quite a few uh, at once, um, and uh, so you know these are appreciated. A lot of these are selections I wouldn't have made otherwise, um, and uh, James doesn't know any of them. Nope. So That's how I like he's, it. He's playing along. So just enjoy the show. I'm rambling. Yeah.
Well, that was radical. <laughs> I thought it was repetitive. <laughs> it, was, it was radically repetitive, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So that was the first song. Um, two more. I don't, like I said, uh, James doesn't know any of these. So I don't know. He might have an idea on this one. Do you have any ideas? I can, I can give it a decade. Oh, okay. Just well, just by how radical it is. What decade do you think it is? I would say, well, it's not a proper decade. It's about an eight-year eight year span I could put it in. All right. Yeah, I'd say late 80s to early to mid-90s. Is that the musical style or the, the, the musical game was style? Oh, I mean, it could okay. Be, could be throwback or it could have been, maybe it was ahead of its time. Who knows? Yeah, they had this song on the Atari. Yeah, it was it was some Intellivision stuff on this one. Definitely. Four bits of power.
slightly less radical? She's considerably. Considerably less radical. Hmm. Yes. See, now, now I'm leaning away from a decade instead to a console, but I'm going to hold off on that one until I hear song three. Well, remember, we're not guessing consoles or decades. We're guessing games. I know, I know. Right? But see, if I can narrow it down, okay. I have a smaller list to pick from. I mean, I, I've already basically cut out, say, Super Mario World. Oh, good, I'm pretty good. confident it's not that. All right. I, well, could, be, I could be wrong. All right, well, maybe, maybe you'll think it's Super Mario World after this question, so... Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> Which beverage company did the publisher team up with for this game? Whoa. Beverage company. Now it is Super Mario World, isn't it?
Okay, so that was the the third, what decade music song? Yes. Now I'm now I'm just confused. See, I was leaning towards after the second song. I was leaning towards like TG16, but now I'm convinced it's not because the music's too good. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, not Lords of Thunder then. What is it? No, it's not Lords of Thunder. I don't know, honestly. Drink makes me think it's probably like an extreme sports game, but who knows? I give okay, up. So what drink do you think it is then? <laughs> don't we usually get the answer first? Oh, okay, all right. Um, the answer is Wave Race Blue Storm. Oh. Wave so I guess you got this genre, right? Yeah, extreme sports, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, this is uh, was a launch game for the GameCube. And, um, also on actually, the 64 Well, not Blue Storm, but you could make an argument. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't enjoy either of them, what can I say? Um, so yeah, Wave Race. Uh, they teamed up with... Um, well, do you remember who they teamed up with? with uh, uh, I'm sure it was energy drink of some kind, I'm sure. Actually, it wasn't, which was kind of weird. It, it was the same uh, company they teamed up with the larger... Uh, GameCube launch, and then I think in 2003 they did another promotion together. Uh, Nintendo uh, worked with Dr. Pepper of all of all drinks. Oh, well, that was back when Dr. Pepper was trying to be the hip drink for kids or something. Really, I didn't realize. Yeah, I thought they, they did some ad campaigns. Well, kind of stupid. Well, Dr. Pepper's always kind of in the almost the adult soda, in my opinion. Kind of has kind of a different taste to it. And yeah. I don't know. It seems like a lot of people, a lot of adults like Diet Dr. Pepper, so I don't know. So anyway, yeah, so they, they teamed up with Dr. Pepper. I think Dr. Pepper and McDonald's are, are advertised in-game. Um, and I remember there, like for Luigi's Mansion, there was like a Dr. Pepper website where you could like play some sort of Luigi's Mansion-themed game. Hmm. I don't know. It was really weird. You know, I was like, why is Dr. Pepper teaming up with Nintendo? That's just so weird, you know? <laughs> it, it is kind of an early move into that cross-promotion, though, because that stuff really came, I don't know, like, in the preceding years. Mm-hmm. There's a lot well, of that on the Xbox games, too, because they had the online capacity, so they were able to do in-game advertisements. Right, yeah, Nintendo hasn't done in-game advertising that much. It's like, did they even do it in blue, on the um, 1080 White Storm? Nice. Um, I don't. Not that I can think of, but it's it's hard because they didn't have a persistent internet connection, and advertisers like to see results physically. What do you mean results physically? Like they like to actually have statistics of who's looking at it, what and when. Oh yeah. Okay. Are you telling me that when they have in-game advertisements on 360, there's someone tracking every time you see a billboard? And there are it back PC home? games that do that. That's disturbing that they have like something on your system that's sending back to the advertiser. Well, um, it's 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 no different than the in-game data it's sending back. It's all part of the same uh, the same procedure. Okay. What you're what you're looking at and included in that is if that happens to be an ad and how long you look at it and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Excellent. Um, maybe that that's why we... everyone out. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you mentioned the Super Mario World. There was a like a Mario-themed set of drinks. Now I'm trying to think of who they teamed up with for, like, the... Was it, like, Hawaiian Punch oh. or something? Oh, I think there's been multiple 
Mario themed drinks. Uh, well, there's definitely one for Super Mario World. I remember there was like Yoshi Berry and like Mario had like Cherry Mario or something and Luigi nice. Lime or something. And I don't know. It was pretty short lived. I remember always seeing them in like these like little like short like half size cans, which always I thought were so weird. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm sure a listener will be able to correct the sun on uh, who they teamed up with and, and the names of the drinks. Uh, That's why we have the talk back. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and if you're new, if if you're new, you found this on iTunes. Uh, you can go to NintendoWorldReport.com. There is a talk back thread, which so you can respond to us. We do read it and, and reply and everything. So. Um, I have to remember, there might be a new listener out there. It's unlikely because I couldn't find it when I searched for <laughs> the podcast <laughs> iTunes. But, but uh, yeah, so do do use TalkBack. What can I say? So, uh, yeah, Wave Race. I'm not a big fan of Wave Race, but uh, there are a lot of people that really like it. And uh, it, w- it was a decent, you know, for a launch game, it was a good good thing to have. Um, yeah. It, it, it probably could have used to be substantially more different than it was. Yeah, I, and no one seems. To, I guess there was no need to make another one because they felt the other two were so similar. Is that is that kind of the? I, I don't know if the second one did all that well, though. Really, as a launch game, it didn't do well. No, there wasn't a lot of competition, was there? No. There are what like five GameCube launch games. Uh, it's got to have been more than that. The N64 launched with two. Yeah. Uh, no, because there's there what there was like Super Monkey Ball. There was. Oh yeah. There was there Rogue was... Squadron, or Rogue yeah, Leader. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, and then uh, there was Luigi's Mansion, Wave Race, Blue Storm. And there had to have been other third parties. You know? Yeah, I think it probably I was think a football were... game, and you know, it's yeah, kind of something. So there were <clears throat> there were probably less than ten. Okay, yeah, but there were third-party launch games. Which, yeah, there were some. In, in fact, I remember getting Super Monkey Ball like a week before the GameCube came out. It was in stores inexplicably before before the GameCube was actually released. Oh, so that's was, right, because there were some stores that actually put their GameCubes out the week before. They didn't sell the GameCubes, I don't think. They I were selling games. I, I, I bought think a, if you go... Uh, go ahead. Okay, there may have been like one that broke really briefly, and that yeah. would, was a big deal, but... I mean, I went to Best Buy. I was able to buy my second controller, uh, my memory card, and uh, Super Monkey Ball like a week before the system was available. Wouldn't that technically make it your first controller? <laughs> no, because I didn't have a system to play it with. <laughs> but yes, I guess it was my first controller. Very, very well done. No, and it was a first-party controller. It wasn't like a third-party. It was first-party. Yeah, because I remember when I actually got my GameCube on launch day. I couldn't find a second controller. Yeah, because everyone had bought them a week earlier. Yeah. So I ended up with this ghastly thing from Nyko that's literally bigger than the original Xbox controller. It is, it is horrific looking. Well, I have a giant like airflow controller, but that one's actually pretty decent. No, this isn't this isn't airflow or anything. I still got it like in a box somewhere. Like they braided the cable. It's very bizarre. Alright, we where's Flu Storm everyone? We <laughs> it's a game that we all care deeply about. <laughs> Just like this podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I should tell you who uh, uh, the man uh, selected the uh, Wave Race Blue Storm. Sorry, I meant to, meant to say that. So uh, uh, in the forums, it's like, da man. 
Yes, he, many, he, many he, A's. He, he told me it's pronounced Dumbass in his email, so it's Dumbass. But because you never recognize him in the form was based on demand, it's da man. <laughs> Remember, send pronunciation tips for your email handles. <laughs> they they are helpful, yes. And and include an email handle too. Yes. Okay, so let's go on to the second song. Er second game. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this goes on and on. I mean, yeah, I know. This yeah, is one of those. This is one of those games that when I heard when we used to do this in the chats, I would hear this song and be like, "Okay, I can't answer now. I expect something bad to happen. This to be a trick or deception." Here we go. Right, I like it. That's nice. It's got good music. It does have good music. And here's a question for you. It actually should help a lot. Why, why is this game selection timely? And uh, in case you're listening to this backlogged, uh, this recording is. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're recording this episode on uh, 16th of November, 2008. Or 15th, where James lives. Yes, in the past. In the past! Future! Happy Halloween. Thank you. 
On and on and on and on and on. Yeah, there's a lot of repetitive music in that game. Oh, what what game is this then? Do you know? This would be this would be Tecmo Bowl. In diddly doodly diddly doodly. I messed that one up. In diddly doodly. There we go. In diddly doodly, and it was selected by Insane O Lord. <laughs> there is a trap in that one. In that it could have been the other Tecmo Bowl game. I don't remember Super Tecmo Bowl. Something really? Like Do they have they have the same music? No, I don't know. No, uh, I mean, I it's NES. You can't confuse... I mean, it, it's NES. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, it's Tech Mobile. And why is why is it timely? Because of the DS game's coming out. That's right. The DS game comes out this week. Uh, maybe the 17th? Um, maybe the 18th? Whatever, I don't remember. Whatever, but, whatever um, Tuesday is. Okay, then the 18th. But, um, yeah, it's coming out. People have been talking about it. I know uh, John from uh, RFN's pretty excited about it. Yeah, and uh, Lindy, Lindy's all up on his Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, I uh, I can't say I'm a fan of Tecmo Bowl. I like that it's like arcadey and, and not trying to actually simulate the game. I like that, but I, I don't know. I was more of a Blades of Steel guy myself. What can I say? Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. Maybe the washing comes first. Yeah, Blades of Steel. Sorry. Perfect. Can we so. see an episode of bad game voices? <laughs> there are plenty of them. <laughs> From modern to, to 8-bit. <laughs> oh, my car. <laughs> We'd have to invite uh, Ty back <laughs> to do that one. <laughs> I'm not sure you want to do that. <laughs> Just ask him to record that and send it over. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Tech Mobile. So, so you're a fan of Tech Mobile. Uh, tell the readers a little about Tech readers. Tell the listeners a little bit about Tech Mobile. Well, it's it's a football game from Namco, which is bizarre in and of itself. But essentially, you know, there's no real teams in there because that would take licensing money, and there was no money in gaming at the time. So, basically, it's a bunch of teams that have cities that have NFL teams, but they're named after Tecmo characters, which is amusing in and of itself. But it's a really arcadey, simplistic attempt to indicate football. So you have, like, four plays to pick from, and that's it. And basically, it's almost like rock, paper, scissors. You have to guess what play the other person is going to use and use the appropriate counterplay. But, you know, it, it, it's pretty simplistic. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty graphically hard to look at. <laughs> it is. It's hard to look at. I mean, I like to be nice, but just can't. So, so you the have, Super Nintendo version have more more moves and better graphics? Yeah, pro- it probably does. I'm not really a lot familiar with the SNES version. Oh, the okay. NES version is my is the one that I I spent time with, and is in fact available on the Virtual Console. Yay! Yes, it's it's 500 points. It's you could do worse. Sure. Um, I've had fun with it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you know, I'm, I guess I'm a little surprised there aren't more of these styles of games now that, like, football is, has a monopoly, you know, like, EA has a monopoly on football. Um, well, there's Blitz, the league, but, yeah, you know. I don't know. And there's, well, there's also the NFL one. What is it? Um, there is the official NFL, like, almost Blitz. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Okay. Hits? 
hits. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Shits. <laughs> um, um, it's like NFL the tour or something. I don't know. I know nothing about sports games. Um, uh, but I can't, I can't remember. I, I don't know. It's like, I mean, we've seen like uh, unlicensed baseball game like you know Mario, Mario's Super Mario Sluggers or whatever, and and uh, there was like what is it two on two on two hoops or four on four three on three hoops? Yeah, it was Mario Mario four on four, I think four on four. But we haven't yeah. seen Mario do a, a football game yet, which I thought was kind of weird, but. Um, some say, well, football, American football isn't popular in Japan, so they're not going to do it. But I'm not sure if that's really true or not anymore. Well, it is getting um, popularity as a it club is getting, sport. Yeah, it is. So, um, I don't know. It, be interesting it might be that. not that it's not popular. It's that it might not be that it's not popular with the generation that's currently making games. Ah, yeah, that's possible. But and come the, on, they made Tecmo, Tecmo made Tecmo Bowl in 88, 89. That, that is still inexplicable to me. It really is. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever heard it reasonably explained how that happened. Because Tecmo didn't have an American division at that point, I don't think. They just probably just wanted like a random like sports game. They, but they wanted to make something up fictionally, but they, could, they weren't creative enough. So they just like, oh, let's just steal something from some other country. <laughs> Nobody here will know. <laughs> See, I don't even know that it was released in Japan. Ooh. I'm not sure that it was. I know it did. It did reasonably well here, and it does have a cult following still. Was but, it released in Europe? Probably I don't not. Know. Uh, probably not, because I don't know what Tecmo's track record was in Europe. But there were a lot of publishers who just ignored Europe at that particular juncture. That's true. Okay, um, Tecmo Bowl. Uh, no, Tecmo Bowl was released in Japan. I've confirmed that now. Thank you. Thank you, Internet. Oh, you're faster than me. Yeah, well, Tecmo Bowl, Japan. Results. All right, well, um, so we answered the question. I told everyone that Insano Lord selected it. We're padding, so let's move on. song to Still got nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Here is your question. This developer made another game in the same genre for the same platform. What is that game's name? Oof.
Wow. I am totally blown out on this one. <laughs> well, it's a good so thing go I... With... Okay. I'm going to go with my uh, default I don't know anything answer and say it's a Mega Man game. <laughs> oh, come on. You know that's not a Mega Man game. Why? I, I, it doesn't I sound of... like Mega Man. It does not sound like Mega Man. It, it, it sounds like it's an SNES platformer. An SNES platformer? Yeah. An NES or SNES platformer? Super Nintendo. Super. Well, this is a Game Boy game, good sir. It's a oh. Game Boy game. And uh, it is uh, Revenge of the Gator. It's actually a pretty early uh, Game Boy game. Really? That's pretty impressive music, considering. Yeah, I mean, it had short ditties, but they're uh, really good. In fact, uh, I'm going to read uh, read what uh, Party Bear, who selected this game, I'm going to read a little bit of what he said in his email, because I completely agree. I, uh, I own this game um, when I was young, and uh, so... There was a pinball game for Game Boy called Revenge of the Gator that had some pretty catchy music. In fact, the title song with the dancing gators is such an earworm that I still get it in my head years later. I would very much like to hear it again. Well, that third song was the title screen, and uh, I actually did have that song stuck in my head, too. Um, I remember seeing that years and years after I had lost my Game Boy and hadn't played Revenge of the Gator, and I could sing along the first time I heard it when I found it online. Um, sing? And it... Da, 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 da. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so so it, it really is catchy, and in the what title screen, they got like these asked. gators dancing on screen with like, as they're like, they're kind of like pulling the, the, the title of the game. And uh, I think they have like a top hat. Like that they're, that they're well, waving. if they're dancing, I mean, they might as well. <laughs> I think I, I may be making that up, but I think they have a top hat. I haven't played the game in several, several years. Um, Pinball. This game, I wasn't even close. Yeah. So, so can you can you guess uh, what what company? Well, please don't look it up. What company do you think made this game? Ah, pinball game. I don't know. All right, well, uh, they also made Kirby's Pinball Land. This was made by HAL. Really? And uh, for all I know, it used the same engine or a modification on the same engine. And um, I don't know, it was a small game, but it was pretty tight. It was a lot of fun. It actually even had um, uh, two-player head-to-head competition, which I thought was uh, really interesting. Yeah, um, for early NES, that is pretty impressive. Game, game Boy. Game Boy, sorry. Early Game Early Boy. Early Game yeah. Boy. Yeah, and I, I think I was even able to play it. Um, I remember playing it with my really fat Game Boy against someone else with a really fat Game Boy. And nice. uh, I think the way it worked was that um, you were on the bottom screen, your opponent was on the top of the screen, and um, I think there were like balls in the middle or something you were trying to break and for points. Uh, I don't really now, was, remember it that well. Was this a traditional style pinball game, or was it some sort of weird amalgamation oh. of pinball and character action? Yeah, it was a wack. It was wacky pinball. I mean, it, it was fairly straightforward. It wasn't like it wasn't like, like Mario. It wasn't like Kirby Pinball Land or uh, or like Mario Pinball Land or whatever. <laughs> but um, I mean, it had a gator theme to it, and they're like, you know, you shoot it in, and the gator eats it. And it wasn't completely traditional, but it wasn't too far off. Um, I think there were two or three rooms. There may have been a bonus room that was a little more wacky than you can get on a real pinball table. But I don't think there were I don't think there were like like lots of boss battles or anything. No, for that you'd have to go to Pinball Quest for the NES, which 
I think we've used already. For I bow down video. to your encyclopedic knowledge of early video game pinball games. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but Pinball Quest is completely awesome, and and I think in a RFN the other day you were talking about uh, quests, story modes, and pinball games. <laughs> well, so this is kind of this is kind of convenient. <laughs> I was listening just to because last we're night. talking about it doesn't mean I'm paying attention. Oh well, uh, yeah. So. I really like story modes in pinball games. I think it makes the pinball <laughs> game a lot more fun because <laughs> I get really bored with point point scores and and stuff. I want like a goal. So yeah, less uh, score attack, more goal oriented. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not a big fan of traditional pinball. I was like, where is this going? You know, so, yeah. So yeah, pinball quest. I don't think it's going to come to virtual console. Um, it's probably owned by a company that's defunct now. But yeah, um, no, those are always kind of yeah. But uh, it's a fun little game, and so is Revenge of the Gator. It, it, I haven't played it in years, but I had a lot Revenge of fun with of it as a Gator. kid. Revenge, of, and I think it may also be called like Pinball Revenge of the Gator in one region or something. But um, yeah, Pin, Revenge of the Gator. Uh, if you like Kirby's Pinball Land for the Game Boy, you might like this one too. Both made by Hal. So thank you, Party Bear. I, I love that game. <laughs> I guess that one instrument is trying to be a theremin, is that? I guess. Uh, it's trying to be spooky. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on to the second song.
quite as Halloweeny. Not quite. Well, here's a question for you. What does pushing B, R, or L do in this game? Big hint. Ooh. Happy Halloween. Yeah, I'm starting to think I should have chosen the other song, the other game for this. <laughs> oh well. I'll use Eric's other selections another time. Eric from Minnesota, who's uh, submitted quite a few uh, uh, requests, um, selected this one. Good on you, Eric. Yeah, no, I've I've got like still have probably like three or four from him. Um, so, and one that I like the music from a lot more. But uh, <laughs> should use that one. <laughs> but oh, well. uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, didn't want to have like a too much eight uh, bit. So all right. So the question was, uh, what does pushing B R L do in this game? And uh, I guess I should answer what the game is the first. Game huh? first, yeah. Um, the game is Shadow Run for the Super Nintendo. It's oh, it's okay. a kind of bizarre. Bizarre RPG uh, for the Super Nintendo. With a, it's an isometric view, and um, it's almost right. like a PC style dungeon crawler in, in some ways. Um, you walk around. You can you can like select a, a hand cursor by pushing either B or L, and uh, you can use that to like search. You can like search things and like click on it to, to say, oh, what's this or open this, and um, and then if you like talk to someone it, it opens up like this kind of like dialogue like screen where like, you have to navigate a dialogue you know like a talk or you can just, like ask about this you know uh, which is very much reminiscent of like early PC style RPGs um, if I recall it's got a pretty extensive cyberpunk story to it doesn't it? It does it's actually based on a, uh, a pen and paper RPG called Shadowrun and okay. um there actually been a few games based on. There was one recently for I think the PC, which was a complete and utter failure, as I understand it. 
Um, that totally, it was just like a generic first-person shooter instead of like actually trying to use the franchise. Um, but yeah, it, ha- it has kind of a you know, dark cyberpunk kind of Blade Runner-esque background. And actually, like uh, I dug up like a video of, of a gameplay on YouTube, and it has some pretty impressive graphics. I think it was a 1993 SNES game. So it's like, you know, it's not going to like really wow you, but but it had a lot of detail. I mean, if, if you watch, you know, there's a lot of animation in the opening sequence and like sprite animations are pretty good. Like the guy walks into a bar and you'll see like the bartender is actually wiping down the counter as, as animation, not just for standing there. So like, little things like that. I'm like, hey, that's pretty impressive. You know, this was uh, developed by Beam Software and FASA. Uh, yes, in Australia. Australia, they're now, right. They're now part of Chrome Studios. Right. So, um, they did, I don't know. It seems like a pretty interesting game. I, this isn't the first time I had heard of it when, when this was requested. I, Johnny may have used it way back when on a live version of Radio Trivia. And um, I think it has kind of a cult following. I think fans of the uh, pen and paper RPG think that the SNES versions is like the best. There was another like one for Genesis, which I guess was okay, but not as good. It was a different game. It wasn't like a port. It was a different game. Right. Um, so, it, I don't know. It seems kind of neat. I, to me, the interface seems like it's a little clunky based on what I saw, um, because it's like it's kind of like point and click, except with this SNES pad, which to me seems kind of nasty. Um, like if you're you you combat use combat with guns, so you have to like use your cursor to aim. Oh. I, I guess that means you have to. I guess you have to move the arrow. Maybe there's an auto lock. I don't know. But um, you have to, yeah. It's, it's pretty painful to watch. Um, yeah, they, they're, uh, and I think they you're standing. Do. I think you're standing still whenever you use your gun too, because you're busy moving the cursor. Um, so. They also developed uh, some similar themed games, um, Crush, Kill, and Destroy, which was a real-time real-time strategy game, I think. Okay. Yeah, and a sequel to that. And then they got bought out by Chrome and started making licensed crap. Like Actually, what? I started making I started making license before that. Um, they made a Looney Tunes game. Okay. And they made the Men in Black 2 game, which was terrible. <laughs> okay. And I think I think they're working on a Transformers game or something. <sighs> and they made this before that. Oh, good acquisition, yes. guys. Nice. You're making the world a better place. Yeah, Chrome Studios making all your licensed games that you want made in Australia. Right. If they if they absolutely positively have to be made by Aussies, contact Chrome Studios. <laughs> yeah. I can't say too much because I've actually done previews for their games and gotten PR information on them. That doesn't mean you're obligated to like see nice things about them. I mean, they're nice people. Let's they're nice people. Way. Okay, fine. They're nice people. They're just asked to do. Uh, they just make a lot of licensed games. They, maybe they should be doing something original. Is, is what you're trying to say? Well, try the try other, the. Well, the main division of Chrome just finished up those two Star Wars, Clone Wars games. Okay. This particular division does other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Shadowrun, everyone. Shadowrun, yes. We have talked about none of the games that we've had on the show so far. Dr. Pepper. There you go. (laughs) Saved.
was that was actually very impressive. Really? For an NES game. <laughs> For an NES game. Where's all steel? There we go. Here's your question. <laughs> what is the profession of this game's unlikely hero?
Alrighty then, what be your guess? Uh, was it the score to a Jerry Bruckheimer film? I, I have no idea. Okay, what do you think it sounds like? Uh, well, it, it's very thematic music, but I, I really don't know. Really? No, not even like a guess as to... Really? Nothing? Absolutely nothing? I know, I'm a great I'm a great co-host, what can I say? I'm trying to think of a game that would be thematically applicable to this, but coming up blank. <sighs> okay, well, the game is The Hobbit. Or the GameCube. Oh, okay. Doesn't it sound a little bit kinda like like trying to sound like Lord of the Rings movies or something? But, a bit, yeah. Uh, well this isn't actually related to the Lord of the Rings <clears throat> uh officially. Um no. obviously was probably chosen. Well, it was made in 2003. Yes, uh, it, it so came right alongside the first movie, I think. Well, I don't think it was like licensed. Friend, no, like it, a, it was just sort of trying to capitalize on mm-hmm. on it. I mean, Tolkien's books well, are. Th- there, there was a very weird situation with that particular license because one one group had the license to make video games based on his works. And another group had the license to make movies and merchandise based on his works. Who? So which Tolkien's they used works? That to make. Yes. Okay. So they used that license to make a game, which then angered the people who had the rights to make games based on the license. Well, I mean, I don't understand. I thought that, like, Tolkien's books were written when? When were they written? Uh, this, this century. Really? Oh yeah. really? Oh, what's the world is yeah, he, okay. he was he was uh, around during World War Two. Okay, never mind. Then it is still like copyright. Within oh the no, it's certainly not okay. public domain. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, Hobbit, uh, and uh, you know, like the a lot of reviews are kind of negative on this, but uh, Johnny Metz reviewed this for us on on Planet GameCube as it was back then, mm-hmm. and uh, he gave it an eight and seemed pretty positive on it. Oh, God, that damn thing on the background. <laughs> Shut the hell up! We're not voting for you! Oh, God, so here in Japan, uh, uh, politicians, and I guess sometimes advertisers, but mostly politicians, think it's a great idea to to have recordings uh, in cars, and they drive around with these loudspeakers, and, oh, and yes. they blare it to people as they go by, and... I don't know why people would think that would help. Ah, shut the fuck up! God damn it! <laughs> this is like the thing I hate the most about about Japan so far. By the way, is is is, no. is the cars driving by my house blurring out shit? And I, uh, I don't know how anyone yes, can put no. up with it. it uh. Long history of it. They're not going to change for one American living. In well, it sounds like every every foreigner who comes has the same complaint about this, but. Uh, yeah, so I apologize for her, or if you can hear that on the radio track here. If, if you don't edit that out. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, can't, so... I can't focus while this is going on. I get too angered. But uh, where, 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 where <laughs> were we? Okay, Hobbit, 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 Hobbit. Yes. So, so uh, it, it's Sierra pretty, game, right? Yeah, the Sierra game it apparently was pretty faithful to to the source material. Um, and uh, it's kind of... It's like half platformer, half... Uh, adventure game. I, I don't know. I've heard it likened to kind of like Banjo Kazooie or Banjo Tooie, in terms of like mm. it's a lot of platforming. There, there are battles, but 
the battles are kind of simplistic compared to the platforming. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of voice acting in the game. A lot of voice acting. And and uh, I, I guess in the, by and large it's decent. Because um, Johnny seemed to praise it. And, and I didn't see too many other reviews complaining about voice acting. So that's good. Yeah. Um, that car, I, I don't know if it's standing still or if it's just rolling one block. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear it almost every like... day. I hear it every day I'm home uh, on the weekend. It's really... It's stalking you. No, it just drives around town. But, it's the um, same five seconds over and over again, in case you couldn't tell. If he doesn't pick up, this particular no, one is every five seconds. Up. <sighs> I, I, whatever campaign they're running, in case you've forgotten. Yeah, I don't know if it's a camp. This is the one I think might be an advertisement. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know. I, I think yeah. that the, they have an election going on this this weekend for like mayor or something, so maybe this will die down. I'm hoping it'll die down. I pray it'll die down. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Now, the game that we the were game, talking about. The was, game. I love it, yes. Um, um, it was kind of simple, wasn't it? I guess. It seems to call it being aimed at a somewhat younger demographic. Bright oh, colors. Sure, bright colors. Happy, happy Hobbit. Sure. But, um, but I mean, the, Hob the Hobbit, in general, the story is a little more lighthearted than... Yeah. Than, the, Relatively speaking, the, more yeah, like the Lord of the Rings. I mean, it, I, I don't know though. Like, I, I grew up watching that animated The Hobbit. I don't know. Oh, I don't geez. remember what it was made by, but you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, but like oh, yes. animation was like like almost uh, scary. I, I don't know how to mm -hmm. put it. It was it was like a dark animation style with a lot of detail. So I guess for the time, whatever it was made, 60s or something, it was pretty impressive. But it was certainly didn't like wasn't the kind of animation that I think the average kid would like think oh that's fun you know yeah um, I think oh I'm scared yeah I mean I liked it but I don't I can't imagine a lot of kids like that animation style um, so maybe maybe it wasn't really targeted at kids I don't know maybe it was more of a animation for adults that didn't go anywhere um, actually the game the game graphically looks pretty decent for an O3 GameCube game. Oh yeah, I know. It, it, it looked, I mean, yeah, bright colors and stuff. But yeah, I mean, the, the production values seem to be pretty high for the game. I, I don't know if the gameplay was that great, but I mean, Johnny gave it an eight, so that's worth something. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. So uh, I wish Johnny were here because then he could probably talk more about the Hobbit. <laughs> yes. But he's we just say, well, it's a game based on the book of the Hobbit. Right. Well, you you had a nice Not story. On... You had a nice story yes. about the, uh, the, the the legal legal battle. So. Yeah. So we're and, uh, we're already doing like commentary on the episode. This is great. And uh, there will and there will almost certainly be another The Hobbit game with a movie coming in '09 or '11. I don't remember. Is, is that does that actually take off? I remember last I heard it was kind of swirling. I thought they've now like given it a release date. So. Okay. Good. Good. I'll, I'll watch it. Um, December 2011. Okay, so uh, you can play this game instead of buying the new piece of crap that comes out with it. I don't know. Maybe the new yep. piece of crap's better than this piece of crap. I don't know. But, um, okay, so that one was selected by, I forgot to say, this one was Sunduolos. Sunduolos from the forums. Is that how you say it? Uh, I, I thought it was D-O-U, so I'd say Sunduolos, except it's D-O-U. Maybe that's that's how I always said it. Sunjulos, yeah. So Sunjulos, uh, I guess. Um, so uh, 
as you can tell, we had kind of a odd variety pack here um, because it was listener requests. So uh, just yeah. kind of showing the the whole gamut of, of things you can ask for. I mean, everything from first party to uh, something no one remembers, like Shadowrun. Um, and to a someone, pinball game for. Oh, I remember. Board. Yeah, but I like I like Fringe of the Gator. I've used it before on the live version of Radio Trivia. Um, oh, okay. oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, like I said, I own that game, so that makes it much more likely that I'll use the game. Yeah, um, I probably guessed it was Mega Man then, too. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, so, uh, don't review this episode of Radio <laughs> 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 Trivia because I don't wait till next week with a better guest. <laughs> no, no, with a better. <laughs> Oh yeah, better guess. It's not the lineup's fault, right? I should have chosen Johnny. Uh, there you go. Uh, it's all your fault, James. Yeah. It's all your fault. Why couldn't be more like James Charlton? Because I'm not English, living in Japan. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, so if you know, please, you know, re- find us on iTunes. You can write a review if you want. Do you have? To, you can do a ranking, star ranking without writing a review, right? So. Yes. So you can do that if you'd like. Um, or you can just, like, ignore us. I don't know. If you didn't like this episode, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe next next episode will be good. Uh, I may, if, if I'm feeling up to it, may do another episode next week since since there was a three-week gap. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, sorry for putting up with, uh, having to put up with our antics here. And uh, <laughs> uh, God bless, my friends. Indeed. Race Blue Storm is copyright 1996 to 2001 Nintendo. Tech Mobile is copyright 1989 Tecmo. Revenge of the Gator is copyright 1989 HAL Laboratory. Shadowrun is copyright 1993 Data East. The Hobbit Interactive Game is copyright 2003 Vivendi Universal Games. <laughs> Alright, I think it's over. Oh, it's over? Yeah, it's over. Oh, awesome. It's over.